Hey everybody, Mike D, Carly B. We're back this week. Finally made it back from Alberta, sitting in the woods for 12 hours a day wolf hunting. Um, excited to be back. Excited to be talking to my girl once again. What is happening? A lot of everything, Mike. But we are so excited. Hunting Dudes Podcast return. I feel appreciate everyone's uh, patience with us. We have been two busy conservation bumblebees. We started off, uh, what was that, the end of January and beginning of February, Nashville. Yeah. The two yeah. of us were out in Nashville, Tennessee for Safari Club International, their convention, which is Represent just our a home huge, chapter. huge Chapter of the year. Yeah, yeah baby. SCI Flint. Chapter of the year. That was awesome. such a fantastic time for us. And all your hard work paid off with that newsletter of the year. Congrats. Nice. Well, Thank you. well uh, very well put together information. Yeah, we had fun with it. That was exciting. Got to see a ton of friends from all over the world. People that we've been hunting with, people that we've met while out hunting, um, people we've networked with. So that was just way exciting. We got a lot of really great feedback, I felt like, on the podcast. Yeah. That was really encouraging. For sure. I got to meet my uh, childhood idol, got my picture taken with Jackie Bushman. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> I learned who Jackie Bushman was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get a little age gap here between us. So, but uh, no, yeah, no, so it's good to be back. Who's never been there. They should definitely check it out. We'll be there again next year. I think it's end of January again next year back in Tennessee. They're going to have it there for the next 10 years. But anybody who's looking to come connect and network with Mike and I, we'll be there every year. So come hang out. Ton of fun. And then Mike, uh flew straight from nashville up to canada right yeah went uh saturday i actually left convention a day early flew up to alberta uh to go wolf hunting with uh northern alberta outfitters some of my favorite people thank you amanda and ben for another awesome trip spent some time with a, a good friend of mine uh lewis uh we both were able to harvest beautiful wolves uh, and it was just a dream come true to be honest with you were you guys hunting? How does that work in Canada? Did you guys hunt over bait? Yeah, we did hunt over, um, they would find like road, roadkill, you know, hunt over moose, um, depending okay. on private or public land, you know, depends on how you can bait them. So um, all that okay. gets a little tricky, but essentially we hunted over bait. Uh, we were both were able to harvest a wolf. I actually got a beautiful white, um, primarily white in color wolf. Super cool. Super pumped about beautiful. it. Beautiful full body mount yeah, so coming to you soon <laughs> oh that's gonna be so cool yeah we appreciate everybody's patience that was definitely yeah, absolutely. worth taking a week off of the podcast for mike to go up there and have that experience incredible uh incredible wolf uh, yeah just such a cool experience and i feel like it's really important for people especially with like what's going on in colorado and everything like for people to continue to like be reminded of you know what's going on with wolves and that it, there are still areas to go and hunt wolves and how damaging they can be on you know certain like prey animal populations and stuff so again just as a little shout out mike who are you hunting with uh northern alberta outfitters ben and amanda cacao um that's who i do a can lot I... of uh archery whitetail hunting with they great outfit they do a really nice job yeah i think you talked about them a couple podcasts ago uh yep. for one of your favorite whitetail hunts right yeah to be yeah yeah now no, i think about that i didn't realize that was all lining up but for sure definitely yeah 
So for anybody who's interested, can they find Ben and Amanda on Facebook and Instagram? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not for sure. Um, but if they go to www.northernalbertaoutfitters.com, uh, Ben and Amanda's outfit will pull up. And man, do they got a, an, an awesome place. They bring you right into their home. Amanda's freaking cooking is amazing. And Ben always has professional guides up there. I had a guy by the name of O'Neill that was my guide. He's a freaking badass. He's guided all over in Canada. <laughs> I've known him for several years and we had a ball. So awesome. I yeah, might have sure. to find my way up there pretty soon. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anybody who's looking to go wolf hunting, look <laughs> me up. I might book a trip with you. <laughs> for sure. Well, cool. Awesome. Again, everybody, we appreciate you uh, giving us the patience, take a couple weeks off to, you know, continue to go. Uh, you know, the conservation route, we, that's super important to Mike and I. Mike's been involved with SEI for, I think, decades at this point, right? Yeah, since I was 17. I'm 45 now. So I've been around for a minute. Uh, it means a lot yeah, to me. The... Um, my family's ingrained into it. It's how I'm raising my children. And, and my wife is super su- supportive. You know, Amy's always got my back. So, yeah. So if anybody's not involved with it yet, definitely look around. There's hundreds of chapters all over the world. Safari Club International absolutely phenomenal organization mike and i are both very passionate about that's fighting the good fight all over the world um you know and if there's something that's going on locally in your community um we are the only organization that's on got on staff attorneys that will come out and you know support you locally and help you fight to continue to preserve your rights to hunt and fish all over the world so and a lot of people think that you have to have a bunch of money to be part of it that is false and carly and i I've been doing a lot to try to change that whole perspective. Um, yeah. We're we're helping with small initiatives like archery in the schools um, and and just educating kids. Um, but all you got to do is is be involved in the outdoors, and we are changing the fact that hey, as long as you want to be involved in the outdoors, we want you to be part of things. You don't have to go to Africa. You don't have to go to New Zealand. You don't have to go all over the country hunting. You can just be a regular, you can go squirrel hunting. You can go, well, I don't want to <laughs> ramble on, but, you know, we're trying to appeal to everybody. We're all about conservation and just getting people outdoors. Yep, exactly. So check it out, anybody. Um, but definitely that's something Mike and I are very passionate about. So we appreciate you guys giving us the time off to make sure that we could get out there and have some fun with it and uh, do great things. And then appreciate you guys giving Mike the time to go have some fun in Alberta. <laughs> If you have not sure. seen a picture of his wolf, check us out on social. We've got a Facebook and Instagram, uh, Hunting Truths Podcast, and that wolf is absolutely beautiful. Well worth it. Go show him some love. Uh, or run over to my Instagram but, handle, Snowman Outdoors. Check it out. Yes. It's happening. Yes. Show Mike some love. That is a beautiful wolf. Um, and uh, we're just glad to have him back so we can talk yeah. some, uh, talk some, well, answer some questions, I guess. For sure. So um, it was brought to my attention. We've had quite a few people asking about walleye fishing coming into the spring here. Yes. Yep. Okay. We are, for people who are in Michigan, um, and I guess anybody who's looked at a map, Michigan's surrounded by water. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a lot of those lakes are full of walleye. So that's one thing. I never really got into walleye fishing. So between myself and a ton of our listeners, everybody wants to learn how to get into walleye fishing. So Mike, give us the basic rundown of 
how to get into it. Um, maybe start off with, you know, your level of expertise. I know you run pretty deep in the, the whole walleye tournaments and all that fun stuff. Yeah, but nobody, quite frankly, nobody cares about all the tournaments. So let's just start basic <laughs> stuff here. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. No, I'm just trying to keep it real here with everybody. Um, You know, the most simple way to get involved with walleye fishing is either, in my opinion, in the state of Michigan, is the St. Clair River, the Saginaw River, and the Detroit River. Um, For everybody listening, there's going to be some guys that are like, hey, you're missing this piece, you're missing that, but let's just keep it basic for a minute, not make it too complicated just to appeal to the masses. So excuse me, guys, for leaving some of that other stuff out. Um, You both you know, we both know what I'm talking about. So, um, on the Detroit river, uh, jigging, um, a lot of people use what's called a split tail plastic minnow to split tail. Um, it has a small split down at the tail as it, as it, uh, as I'm explaining. Well, Mike, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right. What is All right. jigging? All right. So when you go out to the river, <laughs> you're, you're going to follow the speed of the current and the object is to take your jig in a vertical motion up and down at the same speed as the current of the river with the use of a bow mounted trolling motor, typically um, to make sure that your line is vertical, you know, straight up and down as much as possible. The bow, Um, that's the front of the boat. Yes. Yep. That would be the, the, there's typically a small motor at the front of the boat um, that will, will help direct your line um, forward or backwards to where you could obtain, you know, a vertical position and then you jig straight up and down, um, different cadences, um, determine, you know, usually depending on water temp, as it gets warmer, you get more aggressive with your jig, you know, as you jig the lure, um, Mm -hmm. and that'll cause walleyes to strike and, uh, and help you be more successful. It's much more complex than that, but I'm trying to keep it simple for everybody. Yeah. Okay, and so that's typically where you're using the like the little jelly minnows that you see, and like as kids, yeah, the you little go plastic to the shop and play with. Yeah, they're typically <laughs> four four and a half inches. They're plastic, and they have a little split tail at the end. Um, Lure lipstick um, has some split tail minnows that are custom painted. If you you know if you care about different colors, which I think are important, if you want to match the different type of hatch. So, like in the fall, we try to duplicate. Let, let's say a log perch. Um, you know, it all depends on what they're feeding on at the time, right? So different colors are better on certain days. So you have your, your typical lures will be like a, a purple ice, blue ice. Those are names of them, them split tail minnows. And there's several great companies. Um, you know, I could name probably 50 of them. They all make great products, but that's just kind of the generic term split tail minnow for the, you know, there's paddle tails. There's, there's, Wyandotte worms. There's so all kinds of different really stuff. So really quick, like off of, off of just what you just said there. So you're like match the hatch. So for, for little fish, they're actually hatching at different times of the year. No, what it is, is there's different, like a uh, different, um, it's pretty complex, but different bait fish will come in and the walleye will feed on those bait fish at different times of year, depending on water temp and different spawning habits. So, you know, they're going to feed on shiners. They're going to feed on uh, yellow perch. They're going to feed on log perch, you know, so you're trying to duplicate what they're feeding on. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes more sense. 
Interesting. Okay, so there's jigging. What else is there? I mean, you can go out and troll. Uh, I spend a lot of time uh, up at my cabin on Saginaw Bay, and we troll with, you know, depending on time of year, different size, what they call crankbaits, um, which you'll okay. pull you'll pull behind the boat with what's called a planer board, which brings the line out to the side of the boat. Church tackle makes an awesome little board. It's called a TX 12 that you can see the bite um, really easy, especially on your, you know, smaller fish. Okay. So for someone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's, you've got like a lure that you're just like essentially dragging behind the boat, right? Yes. At different speeds to duplicate a bait fish trying to swim through the water, which, you know, we're trying to duplicate a a bait fish trying to get away from that predatory fish. Right. Yeah. Okay. And is one more successful based on time of year or is it really based on location, like between jigging and trolling? You know, for the mo- just to make it simple today, I'm going to say that in the spring, the water warms up. You know, if you're talking April and May, jig the rivers. Um, there's good jig. There's good river fishing throughout the year. But primarily April, May, go jig the rivers. And then when the water warms up, head out to Lake Erie, Saginaw Bay, Lake St. Clair, because them fish are migrating up the rivers to spawn primarily, and then they're going to hmm. go ahead and drop back and, and move into their summer and uh, spring, you know, late spring locations, primarily summer locations, and they migrate. Mm-hmm. Now, hypothetically, if someone didn't have a boat, is there anywhere that they could be, like, pretty successful Yeah, without that, being on a boat? That, yeah, that's why I brought up, you know, the three rivers I did, Saginaw River, St. Clair River, Detroit River. You could go okay. along the edge of those rivers. There's different spots along those rivers where guys will cast and bottom, oh. you know, let that let that small lure bounce along the bottom of the, the river, um, and they'll be able to be pretty successful catching fish. A lot of shore fishermen. It's an easy okay. time of year to catch fish, you know, mid mid-April to to mid-May is prime for for river fishing to be honest okay cool that's fantastic um any other like pro tips that you got for someone who's trying to get into walleye fishing like something I guess what's like the stuff that you recommend them having in their tackle like their tackle box so if you want to get started I would go out and get some 10 pound fire line on a on a smaller spin cast reel. Um, if you're going to be fishing from shore, I would go with like a seven foot rod. If you're going to be jigging from a boat, I would try to stick to like a six foot rod. So it's closer to you when you're on the edge of the boat. There's going to be different opinions. A lot of guys will say, well, you should use this length, this length. I'm just giving you some basic stuff to get started. So, um, six to seven foot rod, depending on if you are jigging or if you're casting from shore. 10-foot fire line if you're, excuse me, 10-pound fire line if you're jigging from the boat. I like to use a leader, um, two- to three-foot leader, a fluorocarbon leader. Um, I like that transition. A lot of guys just tie direct. When them fish start chomping and and the water warms up just a little bit, it doesn't matter what you got on. They're just 
especially the young males, they're just eating. It's pretty hard not to catch fish, especially on the Detroit River um, okay. come May 1st. So six to seven foot rod, a small spin cast reel, and some split tail minnows. And that's basically all you need really to, when the bite's hot in the, in the spring, that's about all you need to catch them, to be honest. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What is your favorite way to cook them? What's my favorite way to cook them? To be honest with you, I've got to where, um, I'll go ahead and fillet them. Um, I'll do what's called zippering them, which is taking the bones out of them. So when you get that fillet, you cut at the base of the tail on both sides of the, the backbone and you just literally pull it apart and it zippers them bones out of the middle. So mm. it's completely boneless. And then yeah. I will actually take and put them into uh tin foil, you know, rental wrap. And we'll just put a little bit of Lowry seasoning salt, maybe a little lemon pepper and then a little bit of butter. And I'll just warm them up um, in the oven or on a grill. And we just call them, you know, heat packs or foil packs. And it's it's a lot healthier than deep frying them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Ooh-wee. Yeah. It's really, like. it's really good. My kids love it. We always do fresh foil packs um, and vodka seltzers when I come in on the weekends in the summer. <laughs> That's awesome. Off the cuff, do you know what the daily limit is for walleye or if there's any, like, size it all, de um, it all depends. Yeah, it all depends on what tributary, but typically it's you know five or six fish. If you got a walleye that's fifteen inches and you have five of them, you're going to be pretty safe. So, okay, uh, you know there are places you can go where you can catch six, and then when you get up on the bay, you can and you're trolling, you can have eight, and they only got to be, I believe it's thirteen. I'd have to look at the regs to make sure there's no changes this year, but. Um, right. you know, it's, but that's some stuff that people should be looking out for, I guess. Yeah. Take a look at your regulations before you go double check where you're at, you know, the Saginaw river, Detroit river, you know, on the Detroit river, something a lot of people don't know is there's a Canadian side and American side. So you want to, you want to make sure you have the appropriate licenses for both. Cause it's very easy to so... end up waters. You're saying that, like, you could literally start, like, from a Detroit River boat launch in the United States and end up, like, fishing in Canada. Yep, very easily. Like, it's wow. 100 yards. It's not very Yeah, far. and so that would be a different, a totally different license. Yes, you want to make sure you have that license just in case you get pulled over by Canadian law enforcement. And potentially different restrictions and stuff, or, like, you know, bag limits and stuff, right? Yeah, not not so much worried about that. You just want to make sure you have your licensing. Okay. Okay. All right. Trick question. If you got one morning to go fishing, where are you going? Oh, give me the date. <laughs> give me the date. Mm, April 22nd. April 22nd, I'm going Detroit River. Mm, okay. Going Detroit River. All right. Clean What's the best muddy. morning you've ever had on the Detroit River? Oh shoot! Quantity <laughs> or quality? Quality. <laughs> Top five fish, forty-eight pounds. 
That was the best morning I ever had pre-fishing wow. last pre-fishing pre-fishing last year um, for an MWT. That was it was absolutely lights out two days before the tournament, and then we end wow. up yeah we end up catching twenty six pounds for our best five um, two days in a row, and just out of the money. But there's a wow. there's just a ton of good fishermen and a lot of fish in that system. Wow, yep. that's crazy. Yeah. Um. Why do you think that people love walleye fishing so much? They taste great. You think that's the primary reason? Yeah, I really do. Um, there's so and there's so many different methods to catch them. Um, you know they they're they're great eating. There's a ton of ways to catch them: jigging, trolling. You know, I'm leaving out some other stuff. You know, you can hand line them. You can what they call whipping. I mean, we can talk for days about all the different techniques, but yeah. You, know, you can pull crawler harnesses, you can pull crankbaits, you can, there's so many methods with guys with forward facing sonar, you know, you got guys like, you know, I, I'm, I hate to name drop, but Andrew Hugo, I mean, he's one of the best forward facing sonar guys on the planet, in my opinion. Um, he can go dissect a piece of water and pick them out and catch them on who knows what he's using. Right. Um, it just, there's so many cool ways to go about it. And it's, it's a nice community. You meet a lot of new friends, make a lot of new friends in that industry. Wow. Does yeah, weather fun. really affect it very much? Oh yeah. Because you're talking about water temp, you know, as that water, when that water starts hitting, they're already catching them pretty good in the Saginaw river, um, depending on the day. But you know, when that water starts touching 40 degrees, them fish are chomping, you okay. know? depending on the day and current and clarity of water. But, you know, when it hits 40 and then when it hits 45, they're 43, 45, they're rolling. But you know, so it's primarily then, like temperature, I guess, not so much like if it's rainy. Well, yeah, because you're talking about the temperature of the water. So that that has a lot to do with their activity, their feeding habits, their spawning habits, you know, because essentially they're running up the rivers, they're trying to mate. Not all fish mate in the rivers and, and spawn, you know, they're not all spawning in the rivers. I shouldn't say mate, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the females are up dropping their eggs and the males are up there, you know, fertilizing them and um, in the river systems primarily. But there is some stuff that happens out in the lakes, too. So do you feel like um, as far as like big water fishing, that walleye is a pretty good entry level type of fishing for people to get out there and kind of you know quote unquote get their feet wet and have some success and have some fun absolutely i think it's a great way for people to get out and 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 get some success especially when the bite is good i think you can talk to some people and and get get into some fish you know i'm always willing to help people if they just want basic information when it comes to you know, just standard size fish. I'm not going to give you tournament type stuff, but I'm more than happy to tell you where the bite's decent, right? So you can go yeah. figure it out and do some trolling or jigging. And um, and then once you start really understanding what's going on, you know, it's a good way to graduate into salmon fishing. I mean, ultimately the guys end up salmon fishing. It's just, there's nothing like it on the planet, but walleye fishing is, it's amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, Mike, I feel like walleye fishing just sounds like so much fun. For sure. It's a great way to build networks and relationships, too. What uh, what do you think if uh, 
if we decided to get you out with some fellas? I think that'd be perfect. I think that we should get All a group right. of guys and roll down to the Detroit River and spend a day and I should get three or four guys on the boat and uh, we should go have a good time because all I've been seeing and hearing is all this women's only goose hunt, women's <laughs> only duck hunt. Oh, go with Carly B. We want to go here. How about fishing on the D with Mike D? How about that? <laughs> fishing on the D with Mike D. I like it. I'm going to tap okay. out for that weekend. And okay. you can take the boys okay. for the fellas. And go get some walleye. Perfect. If we get enough involvement, I might do a couple days or do like a morning and an afternoon trip. We'll see what happens. Um, but I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I think we're, that'd we're, be awesome. We're all a promote. We're I'm all about promoting you ladies, but we also need to remember that um, there's there's a bunch of guys out there who who want to do some things, and I'd be more than happy to anybody who's following us and and liking our stuff. I'd love to get them out. I think anybody who wants to get into the outdoors, it is our responsibility to help build a community where they can have opportunities to get outdoors with us. So Absolutely. I'm all about it. I think it'd be so much fun. I think there's no one better to go with, to have some success, you know, learn from them. You know, you've been my mentor in so many different ways. And, um, you know, as a mentee of yours, I can definitely vouch for it. I think people are going to have a ton of fun with you and I'm so excited. So I think we're going to get that um, posted here in the next couple days um, as a raffle that we're going to do and make sure everybody to like, comment, subscribe, make sure you share that. Let's get a ton of engagement. Um, Like Mike said, if we can get, uh, you know, more people interested, he might throw a couple more trips out there and let's just get more people involved and get people out there, you know, fishing and having fun. Yeah, we're not we're not forgetting about all you ladies, but I do need to take care of these fellas because they're probably wondering, what the hell. All this guy does is take care of these women. I'm up in Alberta putting together goose. a freaking goose hunt. I mean, <laughs> it was awesome. We had congratulations on that, by the way. It's gonna be fishing for the fellas, so yeah. it is overdue, and I couldn't be more excited. So I'm gonna be sad that I won't be able to be there. To do a whole bunch of corny stuff like heart glasses or okay. I don't know what I do. Maybe I'll pack. We might have to do a girls trip with heart but... glasses. Just say hey, let's go. <laughs> 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 well, we got uh, lots more fun stuff up our sleeves, but for sure um, for everybody, I'm so excited to be able to uh, you know that we're announcing that Mike D is going to take you guys out for a fantastic trip. We'll get that out on social media, so make sure. Sure to share that all over the place. Every interaction that you have with the post counts as one, um, like submission, um, for winning. So please make sure, um, you know, share it, share it, share it, and we'll get you guys out there fishing. It's gonna be a ton of fun, and we've got some more stuff coming your guys' way. So we look forward to it. We appreciate everyone again your patience and continued support. Like I said. Mike and I in Nashville had so much fun talking to people, answering questions, and just continued to get love and support. That's what we like to see in the outdoor community. I, I think that's Absolutely. really great, and that's what we need. We don't need more division. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We're going to continue to build community and uh, and be a positive in this negative world and, and the negativity that even exists within the industry sometimes. So looking yeah. forward to it, and uh, absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys. Uh, You'll definitely be hearing from us next week as well. But in the meantime, um, 
you know, check us out on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, and keep a lookout for the raffle that's going to be coming your way. Um, but we appreciate you. This is the Hunting Truths podcast with Carly B and Mike D. Till next week. Thank you, everyone.